Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new, brand-new Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial-free, from my super-secret Batcave. Folks, we're back, and back in the old greatness, hey, it is absolutely fantastic to be back in the saddle. Uh, I've had a great uh, time off. Got to uh, see uh, family and uh, friends uh, socially distanced, wearing masks, so don't worry about that. But uh, it was absolutely amazing to uh, get to be around people during the holiday season. Uh, Also, this is the final show in at least this format. And and what I mean by that is, hopefully, cross fingers, uh, I am efforting next week to have an all-new opening, to have uh, music uh, coming in. Uh, it, it's It's just going to look really slick, really good. So there's that. Now... First of all, be very remiss if I did not mention the passing of three people that I believe that either directly or indirectly influenced professional wrestling. Now, we start off the day after Christmas where John Huber, a.k.a. Luke, uh, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, passed away, and look, I didn't ever meet the guy, but from everything that I've heard, he was just such a good, good guy, he was just such a sweet guy, and he was just, oh my gosh, it was so cute, um, seeing, uh, John Huber, um, holding, uh, I, I can't remember right off the top of my head, and I, I apologize, uh, in, in advance, but, uh, holding, there, there was a picture of him holding a baby, and it was just so, oh, it was so sweet, my gosh, the, the thing that kind of scares me is that, uh, we are basically the same age. Well, we are we are the same age, um, and so that's kind of scary to me because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, you know, because anything can anything can happen at any time. You could, you know, be alive for one minute and not the next. I mean, it's just how that goes, but. Uh, I gotta say, all right, I gotta say that uh, the tributes from everybody in WWE, AEW, it was so incredible. And for Tony Khan, and look, say what you want about Tony Khan, say what you want about AEW, but Tony Khan came out and said to Brody Lee's kid, you know what? 
I am signing you to a contract. When you are of age, you have a place here. Now, does that mean wrestling? Maybe, maybe not. But the fact that he actually gave his kid a a, a working contract, that, that shows me that Tony Khan takes care of his people. Tony Khan really cares about what happens. And I truly, truly believe that uh, Brody Lee was, was just that beloved. From every corner of, of the um, wrestling community. Uh, so... Uh, that was that was that was a blow. Now these are the two indirect. First was uh, Hank Aaron, Henry Aaron, whom a lot of people, myself included, uh, believe is the actual home run king. Okay, seven fifty five is, in my opinion, the number. I know Barry Bonds blew past that number. But in terms of actual, like, coming out and and hitting that many home runs uh, cleanly, naturally, uh, got to be honest with you, it's Henry Aaron and it's everybody else. Now, why does he matter to wrestling on an indirect basis? Well, he did what he did. Down south, down uh, in Atlanta in the 1970s, you still had racial divisions. It was still ugly. There were death threats. And it just, it was really just a not very good time. But he, meaning Henry Aaron, uh, got to 715 and then ultimately to 755. With a ton of grace, class, dignity, and he earned people's respect. Now, if he hadn't done what he'd done, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have had the first African American world heavyweight champion in the form of Ron Simmons. I'm not saying that the Wild Samoans wouldn't have taken off. I'm not saying that the Anaway family wouldn't have been. Well, what it is today, but it it certainly opened the door because I think it made it culturally acceptable to say, okay, yeah, we we're going to root for Henry Aaron, and it's it's fine, and that opened up the door for, like I said, the Anaways. For uh, Ron Simmons, for Doom, for New Day, for the Street Profits to come in and really just be great wrestlers, you know, not not just African American wrestlers, but just great wrestlers, period. Okay, not just uh, Samoan wrestlers, but great wrestlers, period. I, I really believe that Henry Aaron opened up that door. 
And then finally is Larry King. He is the godfather of late night cable TV interview shows. He may not have been, he may not have invented the genre, but he darn near innovated this sucker. He really made it acceptable. If you watch Craig Ferguson, um, when he was doing his late night show, he pretty much paid homage to Larry King because he had his three by five note cards and he introduced fill in the blank and he just ripped up the cards. He's like, you know what? I've got my five, 10 questions here, but no, I want to, I want to do an ebb and flow thing. I want to, I want to really listen and hear what these people are talking about. Uh, that's the Larry King thing. He never, Larry King never uh, asked a hard question. Never. But, and this is going to the Tony Kornheiser show when uh, Tony Kornheiser was eulogizing Larry King, he said, he never asked a hard question, but by golly, at the end of that hour, you knew exactly who that person was. You knew what they were all about. And that's that's lost art. It really is, because there's so many people, oh, I've got to get my five questions in. i got to get my ten questions in. I, you know, and, and, and they completely miss, they completely miss the ebb and the flow. So Larry King was just an amazing uh, storyteller. And again, he, he got people to really listen. Now, how, how did he translate to the, to the wrestling world? Well, again, I think that um, if it wasn't for Larry King, you would not have a Conrad Thompson. You would not have, you know, an 83 Weeks. You wouldn't have What Happened When. You wouldn't have Cultaholic. You wouldn't have any of these where they have their general idea of what they want to talk about on their podcasts, but they they just regularly just go way through all that and they say, okay, yeah, we've got our five things we want to talk about, but they they veer into other things. And that was Larry King. So uh that that was that was big so um big ups to those three um hope to meet you on the other side and um life well lived <laughs> that's all i got to say is life well lived on on those three right so um next up is uh, some really cool news about this very program. Now, 
starting on Monday, okay, so fair warning, starting on Monday, the only Twitter account that I will personally have is at the Wortham. I'll spell it out for you, at, and then capital T, lowercase h, uh, lowercase h, lowercase e, capital W, lowercase o-r-t-h-a-m, at the Wortham. That is where you find uh, me on Twitter starting Monday. And so uh, make note of that. But this past year of trying to grow the show, uh, I I think I've told the story before of like, oh man, I, 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 I was feeling like I was just screaming into the void and... Nobody was really responding, or very, very few people were were responding to me. And I was getting super upset. And then I was told, hey, if you want to grow things, if you want to make things work, you got to use hashtags. Hashtags, basically, and I'm showing my age here, okay, show my age. Hashtags are essentially the... Uh, modern version of chat rooms. You have your theme chat rooms. You go into that chat room, and you have, <coughs> excuse me, you have the uh, idea of saying, "Okay, well, I have a reasonable idea of what I am needing to talk about in this room." So WWE or Cats or dogs or video games or uh, fishing or pick a pick a topic. So when you go hashtag fill in the blank, that pretty much shows people, hey, within this category, you've got all these people that are saying stuff about that particular category. And so when I heard about the hashtags, I mean, I started using them. And before we get to the end of this, uh, the, the idea, I use the hashtags, hashtag WWE, hashtag fill in the blank show. So WWE Raw, WWE NXT, NXT UK, SmackDown, and hashtag uh, the... Rewind, which is my show, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and so, uh, that is pretty much how you get a hold of me. So, at the Wortham, use those hashtags that I just said. So, like I said, hashtag WWE, hashtag NXT UK, WWE NXT, WWE Raw, SmackDown. Use those hashtags and hashtag the rewind. If you do all that, I guarantee you, you will find me on Twitter. And uh, we have a lot of fun. I do uh, something called the rewind where I go back through the previous week. Uh, so <clears throat> on Mondays, I do, you know, raw. Tuesdays, I do. 
uh, NXT. Wednesday, I do NXT UK. Thursday, I do SmackDown. And if there's a pay-per-view, that is on Friday. And I basically just share with you my thoughts, my ideas. Um, and it's just a really fun thing. It's kind of like a Reddit forum. Uh, you know, if, if you want <clears throat> to respond to me, you know, in real time, great. If not, hey, come come in whenever you feel. It's all good. We're all good. So uh, there's that. Right. Um, finally, uh, to kind of put a capper on uh, the Twitter work that you know has happened over this past year. I am very grateful, and I mean, I am extremely grateful. I am extremely honored and thrilled that I am hearing from just just a ton of people. Uh, People from the United States, people from Canada, people from the UK, Australia. The other day I had somebody from... uh, from South Korea, okay, like something that I that I wrote, um, and in 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 specifics, if I may, okay, in specifics, if I may, everybody works over at Cultahawk. They have been, oh my gosh, Tom Campbell, absolute legend. Uh, you can listen to him on the weekends. Uh, on uh, BBC Radio Newcastle. Uh, absolute legend. Love, love me some Tom Campbell. My gosh, this guy, th- th- this man has been just, he, he's, he's been an absolute gem. He's been an absolute uh, class act. Um, I'm so grateful to uh, be associated with, with him yeah, on even a small level. Um, he's, he's been so good to me and to this program. Uh, I, I, I am very grateful and and just honored, uh, to be in his presence. Jack the Jobber, uh, Ross Twiddell, um, Adam Pacitti. I mean, they have either reached out to me or liked something that I've said and, you know, at some point or another, I am so over the moon. Very grateful for them. Uh, I have also had people from the world of wrestling actually like stuff that I've posted. So, and if I forget a name, I sincerely apologize. I really apologize. But uh, Natty Nightheart Wilson, Sonia Deville, <clears throat> Shayna Baszler. I mean, that was a bleep me moment. That was like a what the heck. Um, Kevin Nash. Uh, Eric Bischoff. <clears throat> Kevin Nash. Uh, Eric Bischoff. And Karrion uh, Cross. I mean, this is two weeks in a row. I've said something about Karrion Cross when I'm watching... Uh, NXT on uh, or for the uh, Rewind 
And I've said something about Karrion Cross, and he's liked two weeks in a row. It's a really cool streak I got going. So uh, if any of y'all are listening, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cannot say thank you enough because it's just really absolutely incredible. Love that I get to do this on a weekly basis. And so, again, one more time, just to plug it, follow me at Wortham. That is your chance to get a hold of me via Twitter, the show. And uh, so, very grateful. And again, if I've missed anybody, I am so, oh man, I am so sorry. Um, but, uh, just today... And this blew me out of the water. This was another bleep me moment. Uh, Fight TV. Okay. Fight TV actually follows me. Little old me. I was like, oh my gosh. That's insane. That's that's insane. <laughs> I was I was just giddy when I saw that this morning. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody I mentioned and to, to other people that, you know, that have liked stuff. Uh, I'm very grateful and I'm, I'm extremely grateful. So please consider following me on Twitter at the Wortham. We're going to have a lot of fun. So there's that. Right. So that all aside, let's move very quickly to the last two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the last Ride of the Road Warriors, final days of Owen Hart. It was eerie to hear Animal because he passed away uh, last year. And that was, <clears throat> that was just really, uh, just, uh, that just gutted me. But hearing about how uh, they um, came up, they're actually from Minnesota. I mean, they, they are from Minnesota. I think they're from Robbinsdale, which, I mean, that's some good company right there. I mean, Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, uh, pff, that's some good company to be in. Uh, so uh, they are... Actually from Minnesota, but adopted home of Chicago uh, because when they first started and they were told, okay, we're going to give you this huge push up front. We're going to give you the tag titles. And then they're like, well, okay, so it's this mythical... uh, uh, tournament, where where is this tournament being held so we can tell people this is where we won the titles? Oh, uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. Oh, okay. And so ever after, Chicago, Road Warriors. I mean, that, that was the genesis of that connection. Um, so, absolutely just amazing. Loved 
hearing from uh, Animal. Loved seeing the footage of Hawk. Um, just absolutely amazing. Now, moving on to the <clears throat> final days of Owen Hart. Now, this is a little tricky because I still have aspirations for working for WWE, so I gotta be kind of careful what I'm saying here. It was gut-wrenching hearing the widow of Owen Hart. Um, and just her account. And she went, <clears throat> you know, after the accident uh, in Kansas City, she went with her kids and they're much braver than I am. <laughs> but they went up to the rafters. They went up to the catwalk to see exactly where he fell from. If you've watched the episode, you know what I'm about to say. That target area was so small. It was so small. It was so tight. It was just, there was no room for error. There was absolutely no room for error. And here's the part where I'm having to be very careful about. Because I don't really know what happened. The harness company that WWE went with um, assured them, oh, we do great work, we rig things up right, blah, blah, blah. Vince McMahon got in the harness. Everything went off without a hitch. And Owen uh, didn't happen for some reason or another. So I don't know what happened. I, I can't even speculate as to what happened. Um, but you you can you can hear why his widow and it's very it's it's a very well reasoned argument. You can hear why she says he is never going into the Hall of Fame. I won't allow it. I will never allow Owen to be in the Hall of Fame because that is WWE then saying, see, well, this happened. This was tragic, but gosh darn it, we're gonna put we're gonna we're going to absolve ourselves of any wrongdoing and we're just gonna put Owen in, in the Hall of Fame. It's fine. And I'm like, oh heck no. If I was his um if I was his widow, I would be like, mm -mm, you are not memorializing my husband, okay, and and trying to make yourselves look better and feel better about yourselves because of what happened. And again, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But it just kind of feels like, yeah, I get it. And so if you get a chance, go watch Dark Side of the Ring Season 2. Absolutely phenomenal. There is a Season 3 coming out. I don't know when that will happen. Um, you know, I 
I don't know when that will happen. And I am putting my hat in the ring. Not like anybody will take me up on this. But, and it won't be the same because um, I won't have physically spoken to him. One of the absolute biggest mistakes in my life, one of the things that I regret the most, is not being able to interview Roddy Piper. I've shared that story a number of times. I don't feel like I need to share that again. But that's one of my biggest regrets. So if you're listening, if anybody is connected to Dark Side of the Ring, okay, I want to be the point person for doing uh, an episode on Roddy Piper. Again, it won't change anything. I won't get a chance to actually talk to the guy, meet the guy. But on some level, I can feel like I've arrived. Like, I have made this thing work. So if anybody, and I mean anybody, if anybody is connected to Vice, connected to Dark Side of the Ring, I want in for Roddy Piper. If you're doing an episode on Roddy Piper, I want in. I want to be the guy that interviews. I want to be the point person. I I want in. Okay, Can't say that any plainer. Okay, cannot say that in planner. So anyway, <clears throat> so that is the opening. Now let's jump straightway into the Royal Rumble. Now uh, you got the Royal Rumble match, men's and women's. We'll get to the people that are involved uh, in a moment. You've got Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match for the Universal Championship, folks. This was a painful reveal. And I say painful because they kept saying he he gets knocked down, he gets back up, he 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 there's no quitting the guy. He you know, he he you know, he uh, he keeps coming back. There we go. Uh he keeps you know, going, and I'm like, last man standing, last man standing, come on, last man standing, hello, finally this past week, they got to last man standing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so painful, just, yeah, I'm glad we finally got to that point, but what the heck, um, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, I'm really sick about this match, and it's precisely, fairly or unfairly, it's precisely because of what happened with uh, Goldberg and Undertaker at uh, Super Showdown in uh, Saudi Arabia. It was such a bad match. One of the Worst matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it it was just a hair, just a hair 
away from overtaking Hogan Warrior 2 as the worst match I've ever seen in my life. Um, just the, the, the botches, the dangerous moves, uh, the botched uh, jackhammer, um, Goldberg being concussed, going out to the ring. It was just so bad. It was it was horrid. Um, and so I'm I'm really not looking forward to this match. Just just not. Uh, finally, you got Oscar and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the. Uh, women's tag team championships. Anytime these two teams meet, it's just magic. It's just magic. It is amazing. Love the chemistry. Love the uh, fierceness. Love the violence or the perception of violence. It's it's just absolutely amazing. So, um, for the Royal Rumble match itself. You've got 17 out of the 30 entrants that have been announced uh, so far. So, we're going to go through the list, and then I'll tell you who I believe will win the men's match. Got Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, <clears throat> Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa Ali, and uh, just the other day, Edge. Um, who do I think is going to win? Well, the person I think that makes the most sense is AJ Styles. I I think he makes the most sense. Um, everybody else, I mean, Bobby Lashley, um, he's had a bit of a renaissance, but uh, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan, he may or may not be in WWE. If you believe all the reports and rumors and this and that and the other. Daniel Bryan might not be in WWE for much longer. Uh, Randy Orton is already involved with uh, The Fiend. Otis, Miz, James Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler. Um, I mean, okay. Shinsuke is an interesting one because I really believe that Shinsuke has been kind of overlooked since he came to WWE. Big E is doing something amazing. John Morrison, Sheamus, uh, Safali. Edge is the other interesting one because he came back, surprised, total surprise last year uh, after his uh, neck injury. And um, he came back. That pop that he got uh, up in Phoenix, or actually no, it was um, in um, in Houston. Pardon me, it was it was in Houston. 
at Minute Maid Park. Oh, jeez. That was brilliant. Loved it. Loved that, that, that reaction from the crowd. The only problem I have is that this year is that Edge was formally announced. I wish that they would have pulled back and said, you know what? No, we're going to surprise you again a second year in a row. So, mm, there's that. Now, as far as the women's um, match, 12 out of the 30 have been announced. Nia Jax, uh, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tamina. Out of those 12, who I think is going to uh, to win? Uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, I mean, she um, she she's had she has had Oscar's number two weeks in a row, and um, I I, I tell you she's picking up some steam. So Alexa Bliss. I think she is going to be in like Flint. Right. So that is the show for this week. I will be back next week. We will recap the entirety of the Royal Rumble 2021 from the acclaimed Thunderdome. And we will be officially finally and if you don't get goosebumps when you hear this i i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but we will be on the road to wrestlemania and uh so that will be huge so until then again follow me at the wortham on twitter that's how you will be able to uh find me from here on out on Twitter. Search for the show wherever you find your podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Google. Um, just do a, a Google search for the Russell Wortham Show. You will find me on there. So uh, wherever you can find your podcasts, please give me uh, a, a, a listen and uh, go from there. So, until I see you guys next week, this is Russell Wortham, and as always, just like the Beatles sang all those many, many years ago, and we need this more than ever, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>